0: Tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio, and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and joining me in the Quad today is Lynn Molitor. Hi, everyone. Laura McBain. Hi. And special guest, you come regularly, but still a special guest to us, Liz Dotson. Thanks, Jacqueline. Hello, everyone. Um, and we have a lot of fun topics to talk about today. So without further delay, uh, Laura, let's dive into your topic. It's about All right. bosses.
1: Sounds good. I think throughout my career, I've taken away a little bit from every boss that I've ever had. And I've had a lot of different ones throughout the years, the many, many years, I will say. And some of the things that I took away from, you know, some of the bosses I've had is, you know, you're always going to have that one boss that's not a great boss, So you either, you kind of have to weigh, you know, the good with the bad. I mean, is it something you can live with? Or, you know, does the good parts about the job outweigh the bad? And if it's, if it doesn't, then, you know, you have to, you know, leave, you know, you have to find something else that, you know, suits you a little bit better. And the other thing was to really love what you do, because sometimes if you really enjoy what you're doing and enjoy the people you're working with, that can really just, you know, be the icing on the cake for any job. Because there's always certain things about every job that, you know, maybe you'd tweak or you'd change and they aren't quite right, because there's just no job out there that's going to be entirely perfect, although I have a brother-in-law who... At one point, he just refuses to work for other people because he's not <laughs> going to work for the man, and he has always worked for himself. He's he he tried try <laughs> working for the woman. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what I told him. But he's he's done a little stint. I think he did six months driving truck for some other company. And then, oh, I can't do it. And he still to this day has the the uniform hanging up in his office to remind him that, you know, he's not going to work for anybody else ever again. But I think it's probably him. But. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> So, I mean, again, there's always little takeaways that you get from working with different people. So I just kind of wondered what you guys have encountered over the years. I know for myself, um, I had worked with
2: um, a mentor who I have mentioned um, on this show previously, and I uh, worked on and off for her throughout my career. Uh, You know, so again, my... The style that works for me, I obviously, you know, I gravitated back to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I had learned from her was um, she continually pushed me, and she had me push my staff to take on assignments that were outside of my comfort zone and, you know, outside of my staff's comfort zone. Um, but she always had confidence in my abilities, and I think that was, like, key for me Was I didn't think I could do something, but just the fact that she showed confidence in my skills that I could do that job, um, I was willing to take it on. And she helped guide me to be successful. Mm -hmm. So um, that would be my takeaway from one of my bosses.
0: I think, it's a good one. Yeah, I think one of the things that I take away from my boss, um, and I've had the privilege of reporting to this person for many, many years now, so there's a lot of things, but one thing that that really sort of sticks out to me is um, thinking like a business owner. And I think that that's really important because it really does put you at a different perspective or different angle on how you would handle things. And as long as, you know, you can think logically about the situation and think, well, here's why I think this would be a, a solution to my my obstacle, or here's how I think we can improve a process. That has definitely helped me to improve the way that I handle my team or, you know, my direct reports or whatever issues were coming up. And I think that I I try so much to pass that on to them. You know, think, how what, is, what do you think the solution should be? How would you handle it if this was your organization? Um, and it's something that I try to instill in them. And it takes time because they, you know, some people don't really buy into that. But I think over time, if you're constantly pushing that thought process, it'll help them think, okay, I can make this situation better and this person is, wants me to. So. Right.
3: Yeah. And along with that, just giving the vision. And I think that's part of thinking like a business owner is providing the vision and the big picture in conversations always helps. Um, And I know um, it's helped me personally, too, to continue to grow and develop. But one of the other things I think about when I think about my boss is that um, one of the the big quotes that always sticks in my head and I know that he quotes it from Ronald Reagan but that's the whole concept of trust but verify and that has helped so much as a manager in um, rolling things out and having conversation and especially when um, for me specifically working within sales there's a lot of goals and activities and things is that whole concept of trust but verify so from a management standpoint that's been a great one that's stuck with me and continue to be passed on I like that one yeah it's a good one
1: I think one of the best things a boss can do and a manager can do is understand that, you know, if they're growing and developing the people that are under them, you know, and making them successful, you know, they're in turn making the company more successful. it's just kind of keeping that in mind. That's part of the the job, too.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, that that brings us into uh, a nice segue into your topic, Lynn. Yes. Yeah, so um, I actually got this
2: topic off of our local TV station. And the t- I thought when I heard the topic, I'm like, oh, this is perfect for the four of us to talk <laughs> about. And the topic is, what, th- what things do you not say to a coworker? And I thought, you know, they had a list of 10. And I thought, oh, yeah, these are good. And uh, so I thought we could just, you know, obviously we shared the list of 10 from their perspective. But maybe there's um, different um, things on our list that we would add to it. But for example, to start off, um, one of the uh, items was... um, you're so skinny. Why aren't you eating? Um, that was really, that was that could be turned around in a couple of different ways. And the point of that one was don't make any comments that get at a coworker's body image, body type, body weight. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, I would twist it. Personally, I, would, I wouldn't <laughs> go with the skinny, but that's besides
0: the point. I will say there was one on that list that I actually liked, which I and I don't know, I can't quote it verbatim, but it was something like "That's not my job" or "That's not in my yes. job," right? Yeah. And that one really stuck out to me because um, a lot of times people think okay, well, I was hired for XYZ position. And then that's all they focus on. That's the job that they want to do. And that's what you hired me to do. And you asked Mm -hmm. me to do anything outside of that. That's not why I was hired. And I got to tell you, from a leader's perspective, that to me is a red flag. Because that is, for me, someone who just wants to do their day in and day out job, come in, leave quickly, get out, and they have no desire to grow in their position. Mm -hmm. And that's troublesome. So when I hear that word from anyone, red flag immediately goes up. This person is not looking for a career. This person is looking for a job. This person um, does not want to grow. This person does not want to learn. This person is pretty much stationary and they probably got to go rather quickly. So that was just something that I, I mean, I'm not necessarily adding to the list, but it's definitely a red flag oh, yeah. for me. And mm-hmm. I've heard it. I've heard people say that before. That's, right. not, oh, yeah. that's not what I was hired to do. Or mm-hmm. that's not what I get paid to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so job description. big problem. Big problem. It is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> One of the things that I thought was very timely on this list, because, and I've run into this at numerous places or window, like, a manager or somebody will come to you, and now you owe this much money for the boss's gift. We've already purchased oh, yeah. it. <laughs> and, and you have to be sensitive to the fact that sometimes people don't have a budget to spend a lot on a boss's gift, and they're probably not as receptive as you are to maybe giving a larger or more extravagant gift. So, you know, when it comes time to you know, for Christmas and you're buying gifts, you know, if you have a team and you expect them to participate, then, you know, discuss it with them and find out, you know, if there's budgetary concerns because, oh yeah, definitely. you know, you don't want to embarrass somebody by, you know, putting them on the spot and saying, you know, and having them have to tell you, oh, I don't have enough money. And that's that's just embarrassing for everyone involved, I think.
0: I agree with you, Laura. And actually, that was one of the reasons why I stopped doing that for my team. Mm-hmm. I just stopped. I said, you know, we'll celebrate anniversaries. I will put the money in. I don't want to collect from anyone yeah. anymore because I I felt this like uncomfortableness of yeah. I mean, even though it might be three to five dollars, I mean for, for that person that might be lunch. Right. And yep. so I I made um on my team I just said, you know what, we're not selling birthdays celebrating birthdays anymore. We're celebrating anniversaries solely mm-hmm. and I will cover the cost. And it's small, it's not big, it's typically like a twenty dollar gift card. Yeah. But right, it's just yeah. to recognize them for their work, and you know, sure. So that's one of the things that I've done. Just because I completely mm-hmm. relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Well, it yeah.
3: makes uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah. The Person who's supposed to collect the money, yeah. and then the person who also <laughs> right, yeah, is supposed to contribute.
0: Well, yeah. and some people who are signing the card are thinking, "Well, why is that person signing the card when they didn't contribute and I contributed? Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't be signing the card." And I just said, "Enough, <laughs> <laughs> enough <laughs> to <It's a> celebration. <laughs> I'll put in the twenty dollars." <laughs> I'll get the car, and You guys can all (laughs) sign it.
3: (laughs) I had one additional that I had actually thought of. And its I think it's just in general, you don't want to be a negative personality in the office and say negative things to your coworkers. So one of the things I think about is first interactions in the day and just kind of that, oh, I'm so glad it's the end of the day or I'm so glad it's Friday or, you know, those kind of comments where it's like, we're all at work. We're here to have fun and get things accomplished. But, you know, just some of those negative things are, you know, Oh, you look crabby today or you know <laughs> <laughs> You know, those things that are
0: not gonna make you feel any better. No, I know what you mean. And I've heard people that too. I mean it's even not not just so much what they say too, but their um their the noises that they make. Like sometimes someone will get off the phone and and you know, it'll maybe not have been a good conversation and they're oh, right, like, you know, it's yeah. like, whoa, what's going on over there? So you you know, I agree with you. It's it's all of that sort of stuff. But um, Oh, that's good. So speaking of what to say and what not to say, we are actually in the thick of performance reviews at our organization um, here at the Local Job Network. And I wanted to take this moment just to kind of talk about what the value is behind performance reviews, you know, just sort of what are your thoughts and do you guys have any maybe tips for employers out there who are listening, who are giving performance reviews and how they can help make the process better and to deliver that message that they're trying to help their director. Because that's the whole point of performance reviews is to help people grow.
1: I think from my perspective, I think the whole pr- program needs to have, you know, a purpose behind it. And if the purpose is to, you know, improve performance or to, you know, increase productivity in certain areas, then I think that that works great. But I think it's good to communicate those things to everybody because not everybody know. you know, some people come from a different background, and then maybe they think that their performance review is 100% totally tied to money or, or a raise or bonuses or something like that. So I think it's good to just spell it out for people ahead of time. Even though you might have a program and, and people have access to it, sometimes they don't read through those things. So I think it's just good to refresh people. And, you know, just be sensitive with those kinds of things, too. I mean, you never want to end on a bad note, So, you know, when I've done a lot of performance reviews in my day, there's always some things, you know, challenges or opportunities for growth (laughs) that you always talk about. Whatever word you put on them, it's it's something a little bit of a negative nature. I always make sure we end the conversation with something positive, you know, something, you know, that gives hope and things like that. That's kind of my takeaway from it. I I, I always – I
2: place a lot of importance on a performance review. And so I like to allocate enough time for it. And I usually allocate time, unfortunately, outside of work. Now, mm-hmm. I'll admit I don't have to write any, but I've written a fair amount in the past. <laughs> and I always did it on my own time because there's just so many interruptions during the course of a day. Mm-hmm. And it's hard then to dedicate um, the time yeah. needed. Um I think uh, performance reviews, I like to take it as an opportunity to celebrate the accomplishments of um, of the coworker I'm, you know, writing about, as well as, you know, uh, to indicate to them that, you know, these are the things that you need to work on, um, you know, opportunities for improvement. Bottom line is no one's perfect, so we all have an opportunity, but I'm willing to work with you as a manager to help mm-hmm. you improve these. So it's not like I'm just going to write about a bunch of stuff and put it in front of you, and then it's all in your court. I I want to partner with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, but I think my key there is do put in the time that your staff members have earned. Uh, that quiet time, but I wanted to go back actually to a comment that Laura made, and you know I never even thought about it. We have a very young staff here, mm-hmm. so I think performance reviews. I'm like, there's a lot of people that they've never gotten one before, right? So True. it is good to
3: mm-hmm.
2: it is good to set that expectation of exactly what is this all about and what does it mean? Yeah, so.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with Lynn on putting in the time. And I think you feel really good on the receiving end. You feel good receiving a review that you feel like has been very thought-provoking mm-hmm. and they've recognized the accomplishments. I mean, you don't want to miss some of those big pieces yeah. that were uh, major contributions in their efforts over that course of time. And, you know, it's it's nice to show that they're important and that write-up helps just spend that mm-hmm. time to just – take a minute and reflect on their accomplishments and also areas that they can um, grow and develop. And so, you know, I think it means a lot um, to the individual receiving the review. And as a manager, sometimes you you can forget how important that really is to them and, mm-hmm. and their yeah. um, development. And people want to know where they stand. And this is a great venue to be able to uh, have those conversations.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. One of the things that I think that we do really well and in w- in which has helped me because I'm fairly new at giving performance reviews. Um, so one of the things, you know, I, I was very much had trepidation about starting the whole process. And when I had met with my manager, you know, he had explained to me, like Laura had mentioned, here's the purpose of them, here's why we do them. And what I found to be really refreshing was that one of the things that we actually do here at the Local Job Network is that we collect feedback from many, many people about this one particular person. So, for example, if you're working with, if Jane Doe is your direct report, then we go off and we, you know... Talk to people that have worked with Jane Doe on projects and and solicit feedback from them. And for me, I found that really refreshing because the the performance review isn't coming just from me. It's coming from your peers. It's coming From the people
2: you work with. From the people you work
0: with. And for me, I was like, wow, this is just now that that weight has been taken off my shoulders. It's not like this person is looking at me saying, well, I know I knew you never liked me from the beginning. (laughs) You know, who knows what's going through their mind during these times when you give them those areas that they need to tighten up on. And um, I found that to be really, really refreshing. So for those employers out there right now who are putting performance reviews and if you're not doing this, do it because it really does help get a clear picture on the perception that that person is giving off. Now, whether they agree with it or not, the reality is the consensus says yeah. this is the perception you're giving off and that you have to deal with. Yeah, so, consensus.
2: It's mm-hmm. not just one person. It's yeah. not
0: one person. And it, it did really help me. Like as soon as I was like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> I can do this. This is, this is easier, you know, so... I mean it's it's not easy but it it is I thought that that was really a good strategy to have. So but speaking of giving performance reviews, let's kind of flip that and talk about receiving one. Liz? Yeah. I mean I think a lot of times
3: when we talk about performance reviews it's how do you conduct one and how you know just part of the conversation we're having right now. But then thinking about it um, there are probably some good tips and practices that we all uh, know in our experience with performance reviews in helping people prepare and um, make sure that it is successful and that it is it is a constructive conversation and something that people can use for their development. So I thought I'd pick everyone's brain and see if there were any good tips out there. Um, I could start off again. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I think a big box
1: of Kleenex. We bring that with you, oh, so uh-huh. you're prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Just in case. I'm just saying. Some <laughs> people are a little bit more sensitive. <laughs> but, um, and then my mind totally went blank after that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're passing it off? No. Right <laughs> Buy Kleenex.
1: I can bring Kleenex with you. I think that one of the things that I've always done <laughs> when I've handled performance reviews is allow the person that I'm speaking with to, you know, you know weigh in on everything that we've talked about and, and let me as the person that's managing them, you know, is there anything I can do to help you with these particular goals maybe that you've set at that performance review or to accomplish some of the things that, you know, maybe they need a little bit more work in? So that's one of the things that I've always at least touched on in the conversations that I've had, and it seems to have worked out well. Well, number
2: one, which a topic that I've already mentioned on previous quads is when I get my performance review, I always kind of like to Look my best. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. I, You know. my manager has given me time to talk about me. And so I want to feel good about myself and I want to, you know, be dressed maybe a little better. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you hey, take it seriously. Yeah, right.
2: exactly. So I feel good about receiving the message. Now, what is that message? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think you need to approach it with an open mind. Yep. Um I know in our cases um I think in our case right the person gets the write up ahead of time.
0: Correct. 24 hours before. Yeah,
2: I- so you have you you have an idea on what you're walking into. So you can kind of, you know, kind of get your thoughts put together and Obviously, if you like the write-up, you know, then you go in and you have a real good, comfortable conversation Mm -hmm. talking about yourself, you know, uh, for the next hour or so. Who doesn't like to talk about themselves? Right. (laughs) But in case if there's something that you're maybe a little sensitive to – and I've had this in the past as well. You just really need to maintain composure, let your manager uh, talk you through however they're going to direct the conversation. And don't, like, come in with this seemingly chip on your shoulder, just sitting there waiting for them to get to the part where you're going to totally disagree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, And... You know, you just kind of let the conversation go go off. Um, I know I've also gone into a performance review, gotten my feedback, and then, you know, you start to think about it after the conversation and um, – I'll schedule a follow up interview with the manager. Now I always had a good relationship with my manager, so I would just say, "Hey, you know, I had some questions. Can I talk to you about at my next status meeting, or can I set some mm-hmm. time up?" I don't think you should ever like you know stew about it overnight and then go barging in
1: <laughs> in their
2: in their office or their cubicle, you know, first thing in the morning, saying, "I got some really issue, got some really big issues about this," and uh, you know, can I talk to you now? Right. Um, You know, it's just not fair for all parties. So, and again, um, managers, I think, want to work with their staff. So think of it as a a positive. But no one likes to hear about improvement opportunities. We're all wired that way. Just remember, people, your manager is getting a a review as well. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I would say one of the things, one of the tips that I would have is ask questions Mm. to get that better Mm -hmm. picture. Even during that process, like Lynn said, sometimes she needs a a moment to kind of think about it and then schedule follow-up time later. But when you're receiving a performance review, ask questions to get a better picture of what it is, you know, that's being talked about or whatnot. I have to tell you when I give a performance review and the person just looks at me and goes, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. And doesn't ask any follow-up questions. I'm, you know, you're letting, now now you're allowing me to fill in the blanks. So now I'm probably thinking the absolute worst. Is that what you want me to think? Um, mm-hmm. So don't allow the person who's giving you the performance review to fill in the blanks. Help them along the way. So when they're saying, you know, you do this really well, you know, say, great. You know, I'm glad you, you guys realize that. I work really hard and I'm so glad that you noticed it because this is something that was really important to me. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. a
2: conversation. It's not a a speech. Exactly.
0: (laughs) It's it's very much a conversation you're not getting lectured at. And when it comes to the point of areas for improvement, ask them, okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you want me to tighten up on this because it will impact this or whatnot. Just so that we're both on the same page, use this, this tool as a way to get a you know kind of get into your manager's mind or obviously the, the your peers who wrote this for mm-hmm. you and all your manager did was just kind of facilitate it you know and what is it that I can do to make sure that I'm not giving off that perception so don't just sit there and nod and say yes ask questions it's a conversation That's yeah the good. more
3: engagement the better the review is and everybody mm-hmm. feels good walking away from it
0: well that and because when you're not engaging your when you're receiving the review the manager is thinking all these things, and you don't want them to fill in the blanks, so right. don't let them. Yeah, yeah, these are all really good tips. <laughs> the only
3: one uh, I had, I had also thought about was, um, you know, bouncing off of what Jacqueline said here. The there are verbal cues as well as nonverbal too. So throughout the review, you know, be aware of how your yeah. your facial expressions are, what your posture is like. Um, you know, like Lynn said, dress dress for success. Yeah. You know, with your review. <laughs> But you also want to think about your, your non-verbals that are happening too throughout the review um, because you don't want to come across as defensive. Um, but then as an additional piece, the other thing I, I had thought about was just being able to also incorporate examples um, to help support what they're saying too. So if maybe something wasn't brought up that you felt especially proud of or felt was an area of struggle for you, to be able to give examples so that you can um, confirm you're both on the same page. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good.
0: It, yeah. Well, on that note, that wraps up today's quad. If you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LGN Radio quad, send us a message at lgnradio at localjobnetwork.com and tell us what you learned from a former boss that you use today or how a performance review helped you grow. For Lynn Molitor, Laura McBain, and Liz Dotson, I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and thanks for listening.